step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to the Renegade Blitz. Follow us on Twitter, at Renegade Blitz, at RBlitzPod, and at Blitz Videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Welcome back to Renegade Blitz. I'm Mr. Polk, joined by Chris Ford and Brandon Baker. Back with week. We're glad to get back into it. And it's one of my fave teams and typically a team that makes me very nervous anytime that the Steelers are facing off against the Jaguars. And, of course, Jacksonville is coming into town. We're glad to have someone who writes about the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have Lori Fitzpatrick. She writes for Fan Buzz and her Substack. LaurieFitzpatrick.substack.com. Lori, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for, for this matchup. Like you already mentioned, man, the Steelers and the Jags, they got history. So it's always fun, um, you know, the week before these two kind of go at it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me, guys. No problem. So, Lori, it, it started this four-game winning streak for the Jaguars with a two-week residency in London, and it feels like the team was able to get them their legs back underneath them. I think they also took advantage of the fact that they know London so well. But what else has gone well for the Jaguars that didn't go well in the, the start of the season for them? Well, I actually think the defense is kind of um, holding their own in a way. Um, I think coming into the season – uh, we weren't really sure uh, how that defense, like, well, like us as NFL fans, we weren't really sure how the defense was going to kind of come together um, because the pass rush just doesn't seem like it was quite there. It was really like just Josh Allen and let's see what Trayvon Walker does. Uh, kind of like he's not getting many sacks, but is he getting pressures? Um, but I think the pressures have been just enough. Uh, and the defensive, um, the D-backs uh, are just, they're playing outstanding. Um, so I think it's really the defense kind of coming together. Um, and uh, and also the offense kind of getting uh, used to the new play caller, Press Taylor, um, the offensive coordinator. I think, um, you know, Peterson kind of gave him more of the play calling uh, more than what he did last year. So I think Trevor's just kind of, he's hes more in rhythm now as the weeks kind of go on. So the team is just finally starting to get their stride. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we talked about this. Uh, there's There's been some scuttlebutt. <laughs> People are talking to media today. People talk, uh, like, George Pickens came out and said, Jacksonville is a hope defense. I don't know what that means. And then for Sean uh, Jenkins was like, hey, they ain't seen the corners that are uh, like ours. What do you think about that matchup, and what, how do you feel about that? Well, I think I think it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. So, you know, Deontay Johnson is back, uh, which is great. 
you know, for them. Um, George Pickens is obviously one of the best, uh, you know, wideouts in the league. Just being able to kind of tear apart corners. Um, you know, Calvin Austin's quick. You know, he's good on those, like, jet sweeps when you guys do decide to run them. Um, you know, and number 30, man, I think I think he's pretty good, too, that, that running back out there. He kind of came out of nowhere. But the yeah, only thing – yeah, dude, he's like really good. He made that really good touchdown run last week against the Rams. The week before that against the the Raiders, he kind of he made some really good plays. He's he's really good with the ball in his hands. He's like hurtling over guys. He's got that nice quick tight spin move. So I think he did really well. But the only thing that like seems to always give the Jaguars defense a hard time is the tight ends, and you guys just don't use them anymore. Like what happened? <laughs> I know you know Fryermuth is hurt, but. I think that would be a really big worry if the tight ends were used a little bit more because that's like one of the biggest weaknesses of the Jaguars defense. They like always give up so many yards to tight ends, Um, you know, like so I don't see like I guess you guys have playmakers. But on the other hand, I think the Jaguars defense can kind of hold their own. If you use more tight ends, I'd be a little bit more worried about those statements, but. Like, I just think that the, the defense have, you know, I think according to like PFF, PFF, they're one of the number one coverage uh, uh, defensive backs. So it's just like, you know, I'm not like, obviously you guys have good players, but I'm not, I don't know why they're, they're, they're kind of like making shots right now because they kind of, they've been able to hold their own for at least, you know, the, the first couple weeks of the season. Obviously there's still a lot to go, but. I don't think they've done that bad. I think the whole hope defensive comment is just like they don't they're not really getting beat deep. They're keeping everything in front of them. Um, and I think that that's that's maybe why, you know, OK, we're just hoping that they don't go deep on us. But, you know, Andre Cisco, he's from Syracuse, right? He was one of the the top um, top guys in all of college football when it came to interceptions. And he's just now kind of getting used to uh, playing the safety position. Uh, after you know he was just so young, um, but like he's a ball hawk, man. The 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 turnover differential for the Jaguars is you know tied for second with a bunch of other teams. Um, but I just think that their their overall coverage um, has been doing really well. It, that's that's what I read uh, today that uh, the Jaguars that like they give up a lot of yards, but they lead the league in uh, takeaways with sixteen. So uh, like who's been forcing those turnovers? They they've been a really optimistic uh, defense. And I know Tomlin mentioned in his uh, his press conference that the two inside linebackers are uh, like one of the best in the league. He compared them to the, the Ravens duo and uh, the, the 49ers uh, inside linebacker duo. Yeah, so um, Devin Lloyd uh, is one of the linebackers um, and um, and uh, Aluakon, uh, Fasaki Aluakon from, he was on the, the Falcons like two years ago. Uh, he's led the league in tackles for the last two years, or actually three years, uh, three back-to-back years. I don't know linebackers are supposed to tackle. Maybe tackles aren't like mm-hmm. the best stat to kind of go by. You know, you're supposed to tackle as a football, right? But um, I just think he's always there. You know, he's sideline to sideline. And so, like, the reason why they're getting a lot of these interceptions or a lot of these takeaways is because there's not just one guy hitting these players. You know, it's multiple guys at a time. So it's being tipped in the air by the linebackers. And then, you know, because they play really good zone coverage, um, those corners, when they know that their guy isn't getting the ball, they can watch the quarterback. So they're able to go to the ball more than if you were playing man. 
you know, and you have to kind of stay on your guy because you're going to, maybe your back is to the quarterback. You're just worried about the guy in front of you in zone. You have a little bit more freedom. So I think that's one, another one of the main reasons why this defense has been able to kind of get those turnovers too. The one thing that I think Steelers fans want to know about is, of course, the development of Trevor Lawrence as a franchise quarterback. Came in with pedigree, and really that last part of the season last year, including that incredible willingness to improve over the last year or so. It was a bad start originally with him to this season, but he seems to turn it around. How much hope has he put into this franchise that has really some good quarterbacks in its history, but never really was able to put it all together for a true guys guy? You know, it's, it's huge to the franchise. Like I'm not down there. I'm in Miami, right. But I've always been in like New Jersey whenever I've watched the Jaguars, um, but I haven't been in Jacksonville. So it's hard to kind of say um, what it's like, you know, except from what I hear on Twitter. But it's so much different from what it was in the over the past, like, you know, decade. They finally have a quarterback. It's not like when 2017 they had Blake Bortles and you still didn't really have any confidence, even though they went to the AFC Championship. It was just like, okay, let's hope this defense gets more takeaways and the offense can can score points. Now it's the complete opposite. You know, you actually have a quarterback. So, like, there's not as much worrying as what there used to be. It's more like, okay, let's, you know, it's not just like a one-hit wonder. You know, oh, well, let's wait until, you know, the the league gets film on this offense with Blake Bortles. You know, they're going to be able to stop them. Like, with Trevor, it's like there's he's always evolving. You know, I know he's only been here for for three years, but it just seems like every single – you know, quadrant, so like four games at a time, he's getting better in those four games. And it seems like, you know, he's getting more and more in rhythm. And once he's in rhythm, that's when he plays well. Um, that's another, like, I don't want to say downside, um, but like in the first three games of the season, it, it didn't seem like there was much rhythm. Um, that's why they had those two losses. Um, because like maybe he was kind of holding onto the ball a little bit. Um, and now he's getting it out so quick. He's actually top five in a uh, time to throw. So it's like one, one read, two read, you know, third read, bam, like he, he's trying to get it out. So just as long as he can keep getting that ball out quick um, and uh, the, the offensive play calls tailor to how quick he's processing it, um, then it all should go well. It, it, when it gets difficult is when the guys aren't open on time and he has to either run with it or he's getting sacked because he's waiting for those windows to open. Okay. Um, speaking of that, his, his teammate at Clemson, he's about, he has about 700 yards right now, all purpose, 504 on the ground and 196. Oh, exactly. 700 yards. Um, what do you think, what impact does he have? I know you had Urban Meyer the first year and he was hurt. What impact does he has? Trevor ATN had on Jacksonville the past couple of years. Well, yeah. So the, I think he had that Liz Frank uh, surgery. It was like in his foot. So year one, exactly. He only played, you know, like half of that first game of that first uh, season. So, um, you know, I think, but over the last two seasons, man, it's been the speed. Um, 
you know, he's not he's not much of a guy that's just going to like, you know, barrel through the middle, even though he, you know, he's kind of known for breaking tackles in college. But it's more about like kind of spreading it a little bit more. Um, and and he's just his acceleration. It's not his top end speed. It's his acceleration. So just as long as you have a play call where you only need four yards, um, you know, he's going to get that like almost every time. Um, and anything more than that is just a bonus. And with his acceleration, he's able to like really get to the third level or second level of the defense really quick. So it's great that Trevor has like once again that dynamic where, okay, if he doesn't need to throw it, um, you know, three or four times on a drive, I can just hand it off and they can be confident that, you know, ETN is going to get there. I think it's great for Trevor's development that he's not relied on, you know, 100% of the time, you know, there's a back um, that can get those yards and the offensive line, like they're not like terrible, um, but they're also like not the best offensive line, but they're able to do enough where ETN can kind of do the rest. Um, But I think it's great for Trevor's development that he doesn't, you know, need to rely on his arm on the offense, doesn't need to rely on him uh, in order to kind of get that first down. So I think it's been good. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask about the offensive line because, uh, like, uh, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, that's pretty much, the, like, their pressure has been so key in the Steelers' wins this year. Like, they're 4-2, and two, but, I mean, if you watch the games, it's kind of, like, it's hard to believe that they are. Like, they're, I think they're minus 24 in point di- differential, and they're somehow 4-2. and two. But uh, how, how do you think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to, uh, you know, contain TJ Watt, who's, you know, looking like he's heading towards another Defensive Player of the Year award? Yeah, I honestly, it's going to be tough. Um, It's really, I think it's going to be up to Trevor to kind of get that ball out quick. Um, You know, they're going to maybe attack the middle of the field because those quick slants, you know, are one of the quickest routes that can get open. A curl route, yeah, the timing can be there, but at the same time, like, you want to get it out quick, you know, because you're seeing those guys on the other side of the field. And and I don't want to say, like, I'm I'm super worried or anything, but it's going to be a crazy matchup, matchup because... Um, right now their, their tackle, um, uh, the, the rookie, I think, I think, uh, he went up, uh, against, um, against, uh, what was it? Frank Clark. Um, I don't know why his name is, is not coming to me, but, uh, from the chiefs, you know, and, and that was, that was a tough matchup. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think that, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. So, uh, was Chris Jones? I think it was who he went up against. I'm just probably, like, trying to look cool it up right now. Um, yeah, uh, no, I mean Carlava. He did really well that game. He did. I remember. Um, thank you, Brandon. And but Chris Jones, man, he kind of gave him a, a tough time because you know he's a guy that can kind of line up. Uh, you know, basically wherever he wants, he he has that type of authority. Um, but yeah, for you know against Pittsburgh Steelers, I think he's gonna have. Um, you know, he's going to have to have a really good day, but, uh, Cam Robinson, you know, he's going to have to do a really good job too, because he's more of like, he's better at run blocking. Um, but I think, uh, you know, when he was out, Trevor wanted to get it at the ball out a little bit faster, but now that he's back, um, I think that Trevor got a little bit more, you know, a calm demeanor towards him, but at the same time, he's not a, a, like an A plus pass blocker, pass protector, you know. So I think that um, they're gonna have to get the ball out quick if they if they don't want the Steelers defensive line disrupting them. So it's gonna be a tough job ahead of him. I know. I know that for sure. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. DJ Watt's good, man. Okay. 
Okay. Um, Jacksonville. If okay, uh, Lori, Jacksonville will win if who if they they get out of the stadium on Sunday. Why will they get out of the stadium? What player will be out of this? Get them out of the stadium with that victory. The main focus, Coker, focus in your opinion. Um, I think hmm, that's tough. I I think that they're. I think they're going to have to have Kelvin Ridley do this has to be one of his best games that he's going to have to play because I think it's, it's, it's him. He's going to have to beat that man coverage. Um, he's going to have to get open and Trevor's going to have to throw to him. He just, he hasn't been a huge focus point of this offense so far, like this season, like he's really just gotten Trevor out of some, out of some, uh, out of some sticky situations. But, you know, this offense is built around a bunch of players. You know, one week Zay Jones will be the guy. Another week, Christian Kirk will be the guy another week. Um, you know, Evan Ingram will be the guy, but I think this is going to be Calvin Ridley's week to have to be able to to basically catch some touchdown passes if if, if the Jaguars want to win and also more importantly on defense because um your dude man, George Pickens, he's been destroying every cornerback that he's lined up against. Man, zone, he's getting through the windows. Um, Pickett is is finally giving him the ball like more and more and more as the weeks go on. Um, because like it, I watched a couple of those first games and you know, Pickens was open and Pickett wasn't giving him the ball. But now it's just like they're really relying on him to catch those fades up the sideline. Like, you know how many third and eights they threw a back shoulder fade to Pickens and it got completed? And they were able to move on to the next drive. It was just like, how are y'all letting him continue to do this? But he's just that good, you know. So I think, um, I think Tyson Campbell is going to have to play some of his best ball. And whoever is coming down on safety behind, behind that corner, they're going to have to like run Cloud or something or or bracket uh, Pickens, because the Steelers do a really good job of isolating him on the outside. Um, and moving the safety away from his side. So if they're able to keep a safety there to help out whoever's on George Pickens, um, they have to get an interception if they want to win. Like, they have to get a tipped ball. They have to stop George Pickens. Because every single week, in and out, I'm watching these all 22, the more he's able to catch those back shoulder fades, that's that's you know that's an immediate first down every single time. So I think they have to stop him. And also Calvin Ridley, like, on the offensive side of the ball. I think he has to play really well too. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, Pickett connects with uh, Pickens on that back shoulder uh, fade. Somebody, oh, it's automatic. It's like it's a low percentage uh, completion. Like like the odds of that percent, like completing that is usually low, and they they just do it and they they complete it most of the times. About you know, I know against the Rams, they were they were all the time it was going through. But um, but before before we ask you um about the your your prediction for the game, uh, we want to talk about Matt Canada's uh, play calling and and Kenny Pickett's development too, because I remember an article that you wrote uh, last year about 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 Kenny Pickett, and uh, I just, I just want to know like Matt Canada's been a big discussion in Pittsburgh. I like there's fire Matt Canada chants or fire Canada chants all the mm-hmm. time and everything. Um, so so what have you seen on on film from you know last year and this year? Um, of, we'll start with Matt Canada's uh, play calling and his offense. Well, for one, I think it's really vanilla. Like, honestly, they're not doing anything crazy. They're not motioning a ton. Um, you know, I think it's more like they are they have the big plays. 
that end up, you know, doing well all because of Kenny Pickett. I think that he's able to remain patient. He's taking the hits in the pocket and sticking with it, like basically waiting for those windows to open. Um, and it's his really good anticipation that I think that's keeping this offense, like, you know, to, to be able to do as well as they're doing. But it's just like the play calls, it just seems like they have like their their bag, like, okay, let's do the back shoulder. They throw mesh in there every now and then, you know, the two the two wide receivers crossing each other in the middle of the field. Like, but unless they're doing the mesh and unless they're doing a quick slant, they're never throwing the ball over the middle. And that's one of the reasons why I want the Steelers to utilize whatever tight end they have to be able to throw it to him a little bit more because if they're able to do that, I think this offense could be even better than what they currently are. It just seems like, you know, they're not running a ton of concepts. You know, they're doing like the speed out and they're just throwing it quickly, you know, out. But it just seems like they're not like, like, I don't know. I think they could do more motions. I think that they can do more whip routes. They ran like one or two whip routes against um, the Rams. And one of them was a completion. And it was just like, do more where it's like, you know, you go one way, you do more double moves, you do more, you do, you do more motions, you do more speed options, you do more reverses, you do more screens. Like I barely even see any more screens like from the Steelers. It's just, it doesn't see, it doesn't seem like they're, they're, you know, doing any misdirections. It's just like, okay, let's, uh, let's do the quick slant with Pickens. Let's isolate them. The only motion that we're going to do is make sure that he's single, um, you know, he's on single coverage. Um, to try to throw him open. I mean, it's working, you know, but I just think that they could do a little bit more. You know what I mean? Um, but they're they're still winning, you know, four and two. That's a, that's awesome. Um, I, you know, I'm hoping that like some offenses have like kind of develop off of like one scheme and they'll, they'll, they'll have plenty of more play calls just off of one single look. So maybe they're just at the beginning stages of their, the formations that they're running. And they're going to have more play calls off of certain plays. Um, but right now I'm just seeing like kind of like basic stuff. So I'm just hoping they run some more concepts. Um, they do more motions. And not every team needs to do motions. Like the Eagles, do. they don't really run motion a ton. Um, so like maybe that's just that's just working for them. Um, but I would just to see a little bit more like evolving with the routes that are the concepts that are chosen. Um, and, uh, and I think they could do even better and utilize any tight end. Friar Muth, I think, is coming back soon, right? Uh, he, no, he went on, on IR. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, but like, how many oh, weeks have he been on IR though? He uh, won't be playing. He won't be. You won't gotta. You won't gotta worry about him. Let's. Uh, at least, at least, no, no, not against uh, the Jags. I mean, like, just for the team in general. Like, uh, when is he coming back? Uh, he's gonna be missing a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, week, a couple week more. 11, week eleven, he should be back. Yeah. So okay, basically, gonna you're be saying this is the Darnell Washington game. Well, it looks like no, they need they're not like I don't know why they're not using like I mean, he's young, so I guess that's why. Um, and like it's tough to be a young tight end, that's like a really physical position that you have to, you know, you have to be able you got to be amazing in order to make an impact, um, you know, in, in that rookie season. But I think just give him more chances, give him the ball, give Hayward the ball a little bit more, right? Isn't he, you know, he's still there, they're just. <laughs> They're just never really going over the middle, and it's just like you're putting a lot of pressure on you know Pickens to to complete the ball. I just want them to go over the middle. That's all. Just spread the field a little bit more. Spread the ball around. Okay, let's uh, get to the prediction for the game on Sunday, Miss Miss Patrick. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is this is tough. You're gonna you're gonna make me oh, lose followers. Has on. The, one of the best track records in the league mm-hmm. versus Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Come on, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I think both teams are you know, you know they're kind of on fire right now. They're they're doing pretty well. Um, it's tough because Jaguars have four wins right now. There's not a lot of teams that, you know, will get five wins in a row in their season. Um, but I think it's important for them to kind of get a win before that uh, that bye week because of the rest of the season for them is looking pretty tough. Um, but You're playing I, think, I think they're going to pull – I think they're going to pull <laughs> it out. Well, yeah, but they have the 49ers. Um, you know, they have the Bengals. They have the Browns. They have the Ravens. Um, you know the Titans okay. kind of suck. So outside of those teams, they're you know they're th- those teams are are pretty tough. But um, I don't know. I think they're gonna pull it out. Um, you know, um, twenty three seventeen maybe something like that. Um, I don't think it's gonna be a crazy high scoring game because um, you know I think both defenses, the pass rush for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers can do well, and I think the coverage for the Jags. Um, you know, I think they're pretty good. So. I think it won't be too high of a scoring game. So, no, we're, we're used to rock fights. <laughs> Ran, oh, man. oh, oh, no, I get to go next. Okay. You go first, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I agree with Miss uh, Lori here. I think uh, I'm sorry. Right. Minus 24, like. Point difference. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 this. I want to say it's going to be close, twenty. I say twenty-three to twenty-ish, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville dog walks <laughs> because it's either going to be Steelers win close. Steelers win. I'll say on the safe side, I'll say twenty-three twenty. But we're going to be a Jacksonville dog walk or a Steeler. How the heck did they win this game? This yeah. is BS. <laughs> We're gonna be on. I'm gonna be listening to ninety three seven radio all day long Monday. Like, I, I, I don't know uh, uh, how, how did this happen. Like every other, like most wins that they've been having the past what three years. But I'll pick Jacksonville with the happy medium. I'll say Jackson Jacksonville wins. Jacksonville wins. <laughs> all right, uh, Christopher uh, Thomas. Moore. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, Jacksonville, too, because I think, like Brandon kind of mentioned, like, I think the Steelers are just due for a loss. Because, like, like, like you like you mentioned, Lori, about how the Titans are really bad. Like, that's who they play on Thursday night. So, if they beat Jacksonville and then beat the Titans and they have the Packers after that. They're all at home. Like, if the Steelers end up being 7-2, I'll be, like, I'd just be, be shocked. So I, I just think they're due for one here. And I, I think it'll be close, but I'm, I'm going to go 10 points. Jacksonville's going to I would say 27 uh, to 17, maybe like a late turnover results in like a field goal or a touchdown, which, which, how, uh, makes that a 10 point game. Yeah. I, I just think it's like Jacksonville always got the Steelers number, man. Like yeah. it's, it's like crazy. I'll never forget in 2005 when they played in the snow. Um, you know, they, they play them, I think like two games before the last game of the season that was in the snow, they won and then they played them again three weeks later in the, for the wild card game again in the snow. And the Jaguars coming from Florida, man. They just—I <laughs> don't know what it is, man. This this is a rivalry, though. Like, not a lot of people know about the rivalry. 
uh, mm-hmm. between the Jaguars and the Steelers. Um, but I'm glad that you guys know about it because it's an actual yeah. rivalry. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Old uh, AFC so. uh, Central, Central Football. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Not a lot of people know about that. Maybe they're you yeah. know they're just too young. Brandon was born old enough to watch. I remember that. I was born in '94, so I remember. Damn, you're young. Yeah. I we ain't that young. We're like I'm 36. I'm like I know. I'm, I'm I remember you, them, uh, Jerome Bettis passing out in the heat, like getting asthma in the heat when they was playing at Jacksonville in the September. I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah you, you oh, guys. I, I see Central. Yeah. Fred, Fred Taylor on Sunday night playing, like going for like 220, and he was loving the night before. I know I, I about do. that. I do remember the Plaxico Burroughs play though when uh, he, he uh, spiked the ball because he, uh, he didn't remember that he's not he's not at Michigan State anymore the, the college rules. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's so funny. Man, don't remind me of that. I mean, I will say this. Of course, noticed I had the old school Jags hat. I should have before we did the podcast. So, and uh, I do have a family member in the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. He's in pro scouting. So. So I kind of have oh, a tell them to slight hook me affinity. Slide my name down well, What's there, his name? Uh, Ty? I haven't he met him. Well, but he he has the Polk uh, name, right? Yes, he does. He is the well, director of pro scouting. He formerly was the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, oh, pro I might have to name director. drop you. Yeah, right. like, yo, your boy Tyler. I'm saying, you know, like, uh, he has yeah, never he's, met he's me. my boy. Oh, damn. He's <laughs> never met me. He may have heard of me, but. But we're from two completely different worlds. He's from North Carolina. I, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh. I've never, I've known oh, other man. places. I've been to other places, but not often, though. It would be nice to meet him. And I'd actually use him as a reverse hookup to get into the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. <laughs> we can do it together, man. Like we can do yeah, it right? together. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've had a bunch of internet uh, malfunctions with this. Of course, I'm using a burner laptop for this podcast um i will say that i do heard from brandon this i don't know if they have black hats goes into the locker room and makes black with his brother still can't <laughs> can't believe this. Uh, I'm gonna. They can't have like that. Thing like that I, I say this one. Uh, I say Jack. Jacksonville. What, what what was this? I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, you broke you broke up there, Ty. Oh God! Of course, uh, um, me, <laughs> Jacksonville or twenty? I think he said Jacksonville. I think he said Jacksonville. I think he said twenty-four seventeen, right, Ty? Yeah, yeah. Four- no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hey, never know. We'll never know. Stupid lob. Jack wins. So, so we're all we're, we're all, all the Jaguars. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're all on the Jaguars. Um, my God, a computer. Lord, thank you for the technical difficulty. Uh, tell us for you tell your we can see your article. So, most importantly, follow me on Twitter, right? My name is Laurie Fitzpatrick. I have a Substack. I'm also uh, writing, you know, every now and then you can catch me on FanBuzz. I'm trying to write a little bit more. Um, but uh, I'm also, I also um, am uh, putting more videos up on YouTube. So, my uh, YouTube channel, um, you guys can catch me on there too. But most importantly, yo, got to gotta give me them 10,000 followers. Right now, I'm at mm-hmm. like 9.5. So, just follow me on Twitter. That's all I need. <laughs> well, we'll make, just get me to 200 how about that <laughs> we'll, 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 make, we'll make sure to i'll uh, give you uh a shout we'll, out help, we'll help we'll out here yeah. no i'll be following and thank you much for joining us the podcast thank you guys. and of course best of luck to the wars luck thank you man thank you appreciate that Anyway, that's all for us. I'm going to go chuck a laptop out out a window real quick. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to the Renegade Blitz. Chris Ward, Brandon Walker, Tyler Polk, Lori Fitzpatrick joining us to cover Steelers versus Jaguars Sunday at 1 p.m. You better tune in. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz pod, and at Blitz videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.